What's going on, guys? In this podcast, I'm going to discuss and basically react and recap certain things that have already happened today, which is um, aka the earliest in free agency that we could possibly be at. But we are still watching a bunch of things going on, including the New England Patriots, who are very busy. I think Bill Belichick, it's safe to say, is pissed off. He's not happy with the way things went last year. And that's not good enough. You know, last year, he even said this, I believe, in an interview or something along these lines, not this exact quote. But he said, like, hey, you know, we don't essentially our hands are tied. We don't have any we don't have any bleeping money, right? We don't have any money. Um, like we we've we've been basically, you know, selling out to win similar to what Tampa Bay is now doing with Tom Brady. We've been selling out to win championships as much as we possibly can, um, you know, for the last two decades or so. And it kind of finally caught up to us for another re- one reason or another. So last year, Belichick saw that, you know, and he's responded, right? He's made a bunch of moves. Now, obviously, when you lose Tom Brady, who's the greatest player ever that's going to have some effect but it wasn't just that if you guys remember tom brady was thought of by many 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 people to be a guy that didn't have it anymore right he was he's old he was washed up and now those same people are saying the same thing about cam newton well belichick has now done something to address that he has improved at least the offensive tackle position of the offensive line he hasn't yet re-signed either of the interior offensive linemen, Thune or Andrews, but what he's traded for Trent Brown, and he's also traded away Marcus Cannon, which they swapped fourth, fifth, and sixth round picks. So that's uh, an interesting trade compensation. And by the way, I want to point something out. So for Houston in that deal, they've Houston has made a couple of trades, right? They've traded with the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots. Well, What's ironic about that, not really ironic, but the common denominator is he has ties to those people running those organizations for the most part. I mean, Flores is the coach, but still, there are there's a relationship there. And you're going to look at that a lot of times, these first-time GMs especially, not just the first-time GMs, though, really, this is the case with any GM, but they're going to lean on those relationships, right? Because they trust, you know, hey, I trust you, Bill Belichick. I think that you're not going to, you're not trying to completely screw me over right let's make a fair trade you know i know what you think of marcus cannon you know what i think of him whatever whatever right so um that's something that i guess makes sense when you look at it with the dolphin trade real quick i'll talk about that shaq lawson for bernardrick mckinney i think they swapped some late picks as well that one just makes sense because the what the schemes that are being run at each place now or the schemes that are going to be run each team benefits from this right the the dolphins had to release um van noy they you know they needed an off-ball linebacker bernardrick mckinney is that guy a guy that can blitz for you and all that and then the texans just lost jj watt they obviously need an edge rusher a four three you know an even front edge rusher so it made sense for them so anyways from that standpoint that looks good so when you look at what, what else bill belichick did he signed Johnny Smith four years, fifty million dollars, right? So I think that's twelve point five million per season, and it says, "quote unquote," thirty one point two five million fully guaranteed. Now, I'm not sure if that's the you know just the typical Ian Rapoport like fully guaranteed, or if that's literally fully guaranteed. Because if that's the fully guaranteed portion, that is a gigantic in terms of percentage wise. Um, 
But it just goes to show you, even if that is, right, it's first of all, it's not a bad value from a average annual salary standpoint. Okay. Second of all, Bill Belichick continues to get bigger where opposing defenses continue to get smaller. That's something to monitor, right? He's got big 350-pound Trent Brown. His quarterback's 6'5", 270 or whatever Cam Newton is, 6'5", 255, 260, you know, can run just power up the middle from a quarterback standpoint, maybe the best red zone runner in the NFL still, um, you know, or short yardage back as well as quarterback. So when you look at that and then you look at them signing big, athletic, tough Jonu Smith, who um, who just hit free agency at the right time. I and mean, what can you say? The kid hit free agency at the perfect time. There just aren't any, like, I don't know if there's any tight ends in this draft other than, than Kyle Pitts, right? I don't know if there's anybody else. I mean, maybe one or two, but like what I'm getting at is there are not a bunch of John U. Smiths running around. So Belichick found out last year what it's like when you spend, what, I think it was two third round picks on tight ends and try to use that to band-aid over the position didn't work, right? It was not pretty. They, I believe, had the fewest catches from the tight end position of any team in the NFL last season. So um, that hurts. And I don't think they're done. There's reports now that they are closing in on a deal for Matthew Judon. So when you look at it, right, what's Bill Belichick doing? He's getting bigger on offense, where everybody else is trying to get smaller. And then he also signed Devon Gacha, who I mentioned is a guy that may be a bargain. And I, he got more money than I thought he would. But it's a deal that's worth, quote unquote, up to $16 million for two years, right? With $9 million guaranteed. They say fully guaranteed, but we really need to see the exacts on that because, you know, sometimes their numbers are just off in terms of what they think is fully guaranteed. They might just be saying fully and, and not necessarily mean it to be literal, right? But point is... Devon Gotchow is a young dude with upside. He has not. And look at what Bill Belichick do. Signed him to not a one-year deal, but a two-year deal. And guess what? It's essentially a one-year deal. I don't even have to see the numbers to know that for the team. Meaning, if they don't like what Devon Gotchow is bringing to the table after 2021, they'll cut him and there will be minimal dead money. Right? So when you look at that, that's exciting for New England. They're they're aggressively pursuing guys in free agency because they know they are one of the few teams that actually has cap space, right? They were able to get Camry signed on a deal that is actually incentive-based like I thought it might be, except the incentives are all un mostly unlikely to be earned incentives that even if they were to be earned would not be paid until 2022. So the Cam Newton signing, I believe, only cost them roughly $3 million against this year's salary cap, which is amazing for New England. So they are busy, and I expect them to stay busy because, again, they are one of the few teams that has money. Bill Belichick now is put in a position where he has money and you don't, and he's going to buy whatever the hell he thinks can improve his team's chances of winning, not in the future, Right now, Bill Belichick does not think he's relying upon an elite quarterback to carry him to a Super Bowl. He thinks he's the reason they go to the Super Bowls. And right now, he's trying to give Cam Newton every opportunity to play good football and go, you know, potentially make a run in the playoffs. Who knows? So I like what New England's doing. I like everything that they're doing, to be honest. And I have no problem with the fact that they gave the uh, tight end, Johnny Smith, some money. If there was any team, that should pay Johnny Smith that kind of money was New England because number one, they have the cap space. 
Number two, they have a need. Number three, who gets more out of tight ends than Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick? Like, who gets more value out of those guys? Nobody, you know, in, in all reality. So, and also, Cam Newton with a go to tight end is a much better quarterback. So, love what they're doing. Another couple of re signings I want to talk about. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers this morning re signed Shaq Barrett at a four year up to, this is the language I've seen so far. Up to 72 million with quote unquote 36 fully guaranteed. Okay. So that makes sense it, for it to be fully guaranteed simply because I think Shaq Barrett would have commanded more like 20 million a year on the open market. So I think that he took less average annual salary in order to stay in Tampa and have the no state income tax, in order to stay with Tampa that's a winning football team that just won his championship. And, um, you know, for those reasons, basically. So, for him to take less money, it makes sense if it was going to be legitimately half the contract is guaranteed and, um, you know, to stay in a winning team and to have the no state income tax in the state of Florida. So good thing on Tampa Bay. They are, if they can get Gronk and Nadamik and Sue re-signed and keep Shaq, uh, you, you know, extend Brady, like all this stuff, and maybe even Leonard Fournette, hell, that, that would be wild. They resign everybody basically and just have the whole band back together for 2022. I, I'd be I'd be very much excited if I were a Tampa Bay fan because you guys are absolutely, obviously, a Super Bowl contender again. All right. Next up on the re-signings is the Cardinals re-signed Marcus Golden. So that's a nice little kind of like to soften the blow. Like when you see right talent go out the door, like Hassan Reddick is potentially going to do, you want to soften that blow. And the way you soften that blow is by having talent come in. Now, sometimes for financial reasons, that talent coming in is, you know, not going to be quite as good necessarily. But in the case of Marcus Golden, I think that there's a chance. And he's not a full-on replacement simply because he was on their roster last year. So when you look at it like that, it just, they bring in J.J. Watt and to keep Golden is like, okay, this kind of softens the blow of losing Riddick, right? So from that standpoint, I, I, I don't, I couldn't get the financial details on the golden deal, but I'm sure it's somewhere around six, seven million a year if I had to guess. But I think it's a short-term re-signing. Packers re-signed Aaron Jones yesterday, four years, 48 million. So interestingly enough, he got less than Dalvin Cook did last year. I think Dalvin came in at like 12.5 average annual salary. And um, you know, that is interesting because Dalvin Cook was you know, had some injury issues. Aaron Jones really, for the most part, has been healthy. He had no, no serious injury issues, and he's been extremely productive. But what this tells me is Aaron Jones and his agent, they knew his market value on an open market wasn't going to be all that much better, right? So he went ahead and said, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to stay here. I've already got my wherever I'm living in Green Bay. I'm going to, you know, stay with the winner. Let's go ahead and just stay at Green Bay. And have the same exact role and the same exact offense. I, I understand all that, and I think it was a fine decision on Aaron Jones' part, and I actually think it was a fine decision on the Packers' part. Like a lot of people on social media yesterday were just going crazy because Green Bay drafted A.J. Dillon in the second round last year. They called, they called their entire draft last year a waste. Like, dude, you guys cannot be, quote-unquote, analysts and, and also, like, so emotionally driven. It's wild. Like, dude, Aaron Jones, for the last two years under this coach, has played 60-ish, 55% of the snaps, basically. Jamal Williams is gone. It will now be the Aaron Jones-AJ Dillon show. 
There's nothing wrong with taking a guy in the second round and giving him 12 to 17 touches a game because that's a run-heavy offense, in case you guys forgot. It's a awesome scheme, and those two guys with completely contrasting skill sets are the perfect balance to come at you with. You know what I mean? Like when when A.J. Dillon comes on the field, you've got the big, powerful, fast, explosive you know, running back. When Jones comes on the field, it's an entirely different dynamic. You got to prepare for it. It's more of an elusive, you know, uh, agile kind of like just a totally different animal. So for me, I think it makes perfect sense what the Green Bay Packers did. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And guys, two years from now, if AJ Dillon's the man and Jones, you know, it doesn't look all that great. You just cut him. Like that's not going to have a ton of dead money after two years since it's a four year deal. Highly unlikely it has a bunch of dead money after two years. You know, looking at 2023, you know, you draft another one or whatever. But the point is, at that point, Aaron Jones is will, will be expendable. So this does not lock you into some crazy amount of money. It's just a, a way to not have to work. If you would have let Aaron Jones walk, you would have had to re, you would have had to sign a free agent running back. You would have had to, like, and you would end up maybe paying five or six million. So now you're talking about five or six million more to keep Aaron Jones there. And guess what? His cap hit is probably not that high this season. So I don't mind that move at all for Green Bay. I think it was a smart thing to do. Another re-signing or, I'm sorry, um, restructure slash reduction of a contract. And the reason I say restructure slash reduction is because Andrew Norwell with Jacksonville has basically reworked his entire deal. And at the same time, it's a reduction in pay. Right. It's now a basically a one year, $12 million deal with nine million guaranteed. So he just wanted to stay. You know, he said, Hey, I got my college coach. I think that's his college coach, Norwell, uh, Ohio State. I know he went to Ohio State. I just don't remember if, if it was when Urban Meyer was there or not. Point is, I think it is, but he's able to stay, you know, and he's able to basically show that he can that he's a good fit for this system and maybe he gets to, uh, you know, stay there next year and moving, moving on after that. So I like that move for both sides. The bills resign Jonathan Feliciano. I love the move three years up to 17 million. That's the language in that contract. The bears resign Mario Edwards to a three-year deal. A guy that was a pretty productive pass rusher for them. Drew Brees retires and um, they are interested in Jameis, but if they did resign, now this is interesting. If they resign Jameis, it will be under the, the, um, you know, understanding from both sides that it's a quarterback competition in New Orleans. So we will have a quarterback competition between Jameis Winston, if they resign him, between Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill in the uh, 2021 season. So that, that should be exciting. Um, excuse me. And then let's see, Lions resign Romeo Aquara, three years, $39 million deal. A guy that Again, not thought of as, as that dominant pass rushing force. And in my opinion, I think they you know, I think they gave him a little bit more than I'd like, but I guarantee you this because it why do you think it's a three-year deal? Why not a four-year? Why not a five-year? Don't you want to spread out that signing bonus? No. In this case, it's a one-year deal. It's a one-year deal. This is my my guess. Okay. I don't I'm not, I don't have any inside information on this, but I would bet you it's a one-year deal that if it doesn't work out they can get out of the contract after one year, or if he's not playing at a super high level and he's not a fit in the new, whatever they're running on, you know, defensively as a scheme, they'll just move on, you know, similar to what I said about Aaron Jones. Like, you know, we can't get too worked up about this kind of stuff. It will be a, you know, obviously it's a high paying deal. 
it's an average of 13 million per season. That's that's pretty good edge rusher money. It's not elite edge rusher money, but it's something that um I think Aquara could potentially become worth. You know, he could he he has been worth that to be honest over the last couple of seasons with Detroit. And um, but I think it's something that basically it's a one it's a fancy way of saying we'll give you a one year deal if you play well. Then we'll you know maybe then we will extend it and make it further. But for now. It's essentially a one-year deal that's dressed up to look like a three. All right, let's see. The Arizona Cardinals issued a second-round tender for linebacker Dennis Gardeck, who had seven sacks and just 93 reps last year, so that's pretty interesting. Um, and then they also tendered Zeke Turner, another linebacker who I guess is primarily a special teamer. And let's see, let's see. Um, yeah, so I think that's all of – oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How could I forget the Taysom Hill deal? <clears throat> a lot of people are DMing me, asking me things about this one. And, you know, for this one, guys, it's it's simple, right? It's weird because we never see this. But I told somebody earlier today, desperate times call for desperate moves, right? And this is kind of a, it seems crazy because it's just like, what just happened? But what they'll do is they gave him a four-year deal. And I believe they just added four years onto this because I think he was under a two-year deal. So they added four more years. What that allows them to do is spread out that signing bonus and manipulate the way in which he gets his money. But what will happen is the deal will automatically void before he ever gets anything in terms of like that kind of money. Now, what it does do, if Taysom, let's say Taysom Hill comes in and, and balls out for them, right? And he's the starter and he comes out and has a great season. Well, what that would mean is that Taysom Hill would be able to be in a better position to renegotiate his next contract, assuming that is for starting quarterback money. Okay. So it doesn't mean he would get the 35 million a year that he's currently, you know, quote unquote under contract for, but what it does mean is it would just put him in a better position, a more negotiating like position for a, a real extension. So it's just a move for them to spread out some some money and to kind of alleviate some cap space for the 2021 season because as we know, they still have a cap issue that they're dealing with right now. So um, anyways, moving right along here, we've got the Ravens signed Kevin Zeitler to a three-year $22.5 million deal with $16 million guaranteed. I love the deal for, I love it for both sides. I mean, look, it's a very fair money deal. If you wanted to get a guy that, you know, is is worth, and oh, by the way, Zeitler, I don't believe will will interfere with any potential compensatory pick, right? Like he, because he was released, is a 2020 transaction. I'm 90% sure about that. So, so Baltimore was able to sign a guy right now that would have been a, you know, top guard free agent option in 2021's free agency class, but they were able to get him without sacrificing any compensatory pick. And they were able to get him at a pretty damn reasonable price. Like this is a guy just a couple of years ago was highly widely regarded as, you know, maybe the best guard in football. So to get him at a little over $7 million per season and, you know, you'll, you'll basically, yeah, 16 million are guaranteed, but we don't know the, it's probably, if I had to guess a one year deal, like again, one year, rip off the band-aid, some dead money if it doesn't work out over the next two. But essentially, I don't think it'll be a devastating thing. Even if it, like, no matter what, when it's just two years after this year, it's not going to be anything crazy in terms of dead money. So um, it's not some crazy outrageous contract. So I, I like it for Baltimore. I think that they, 
you know, that's a very good value in my opinion. All right, let's see here. Carolina Panthers. So what do I not like about the Panthers signing Pat Elfline? I don't like Pat Elfline as a player. Okay, that's just my opinion on him. But, and I don't really like the other guy they signed either. What's it? Cam Irving. But I will say this. What have I been preaching all offseason long? Low risk, high upside guys. You might say, how the hell is Pat Elfline a high upside guy? Well, Pat Elfline is a, is a young player. I believe he's 26 still, a thir- former third round pick, right? And you guys absolutely obsess over third round picks. If I trade a third round pick for somebody, you're going to freak out and tell me I just mortgaged the entire future. So Pat Elfline was a former third round pick and he's logged a ton of starts. So he has what? Experience. And maybe, just maybe, in the right scheme fit, when he's utilized properly, maybe he can become a decent NFL starter or who knows? Maybe better than that. All that said, even if he doesn't become anything more than what he's already been, you're paying him, what, $3 million a year? Or, I'm sorry, uh, a little over $4 million a year. Okay, like what, four and a half, somewhere in that range. So, oh, by the way, it's a three-year deal, which essentially means if it doesn't work out and you want him off your roster, you can cut him after this season. So it's really a one-year deal, again, dressed up as a three. It's just already a, a, a trend I see happening because that's how you, you – if you want to do it like that, you don't want to run a four-year contract because you're going to have to pay more money and a more of a percentage towards guaranteed dollars, right? So you're going to have dead money lasting over three years, whereas this case, it's really a one-year deal, rip off the Band-Aid if it doesn't work after one, you know, dress up as a three. Anyways. So the other signing, and the reason I like this one, is this kid, Cam Irving, is a former first-round pick, two years, $10 million. Why is this one two years? Because they think that he has real upside. They think that within their scheme, in the way that they're going to use this kid and with his raw talents, that, they, that he could potentially be a good starting left tackle. And that means if they're right, they have him for two years, so there's no you know big-time pressure to re-sign him after this season. Like They don't have to worry about losing him right away. He was a first-round pick in 2015. Okay, stranger things have happened, guys. Okay, um, let's see here. Yeah, I mean, I think that's – oh, Peter Schreger says that Arizona could be a team that looks to sign Corey Lindsley, so look out for that one. Um, let's see. Okay, it just happened. I'm reading off my phone. Matt Judon just reached an agreement on a four-year, $56 million deal, including 30 – hold on, i got to open it. It looks like this is going to be, I think it's going to be with New England. Yep. Okay. It's with New England. So four-year, $56 million deal with 32 guaranteed. And um, it doesn't say fully guaranteed. So I would assume that's not going to be fully guaranteed. Look, this is going to be a deal. And this is, I'm pretty sure about this. Obviously, I'm just reading it off my phone. So I haven't had a chance to really look into the numbers. The numbers aren't even out yet anyways. But what it's going to be is a two-year deal, right? They're going to, have a team option essentially after two years. So that's okay because I think that, well, how much money is that? Let's see. Um, 14, 20, that's 14 million a year. That's a really good deal. Holy crap. That's, you get Matt Judon for 14 million a year. That's of course Patriot like. So maybe this is a real guarantee in, in terms of the 32 million because that's, a low, low signing. Like that's that's not much. There must be something more to that. There has to be some incentives because I would imagine Matt Judon had a market more of 17, 18 million a year at least, right? I mean, look, Trey Flowers two years ago 
sign a deal. This is another reason why Bill Belichick and those guys just do things so well when it comes to the business aspect of this stuff, right? Like a few years ago, they let Trey Flowers walk. They picked up the third round compensatory pick, of course. But Trey Flowers, if I recall correctly, signed either for 17 or 18 million average annual salary. Two years later, they signed Matt Judon, an objectively better player, for 14 million a year. You know, so it's like they picked up their third rounder, you know, and a couple years later they get Judon. So now you've got the big nose tackling Gotchow. You've got Matt Judon. And on the offensive side, you got Trent Brown and uh, the tight end. The hell's his name? But Johnny Smith. So point I'm making is the Patriots are getting better and they're getting better in a damn hurry. So look out. Oh, by the way, they re-signed Cam Newton too. So I like what they're doing a lot there. If they can just now, they don't have to sign a bunch, you know, a super high priced receiver here, but I'd really like to see them sign one receiver and then maybe draft another one in, in the draft. But I think that if they do that, they've really put and also of course get at least one of their interior offensive linemen re-signed. I think new England's going to be in a very good position to, um, to be a much improved football team. So that's what we got so far, guys. I will, um, like I said, I was, I'm going to try to do one of these every day, assuming there are if there are enough moves to um, to happen. And tomorrow, I'm going to be listing my, I think it's going to be top 10 corners in the NFL draft. And I'm also going to talk about five players that I watch. That's what I'll be doing in tomorrow's podcast. And or maybe I will also be, again, doing another one of these little free agency updates. So I appreciate you for listening, guys, and I'll talk to you later. Peace.